0: the thing that preys on human fear, and feeds on human flesh. From deepest space it came, and now, man is the endangered species. It came without warning, and now it's coming for you. What's up Rotters and welcome back to Blink the podcast that takes a deep dive into the best and worst horror films of the 80s and 90s. I'm Stevie, your VHS veteran. If you're listening for the first time, first of all, welcome, friends. I am a child of the 80s and in this podcast, I head back to the VHS store of my youth to exhume those movies that lined the bottom shelf of the horror section. Most I haven't seen in decades, some are first-time watches, and some are staples of my movie rotation. Each week, I invite a special guest to join me, force them to watch a schlocky 80s horror, and then we have a gas over it. Sometimes I have horror aficionados, sometimes complete horror newbies. Next week's episode falls on All Hallows Eve, and I have picked a suitably trashy, confusing and preposterous Halloween-themed movie. Hacko Lantern from 1988, which is currently streaming on Shudder. Joining me will be singer songwriter, podcaster, and pandemic superstar Sophie Ellis Baxter. Brain Rot also has a Patreon page where you can sign up for regular bonus content, including franchise retrospectives like Critters, Children of the Corn, Warlock, and more. And just recently, on the Cellar Dweller tier, I dropped the first episode of a very personal series of audio essays called why horror which documents my journey through horror in this first episode i talk about the effects of growing up in thatcher's britain my deep connection to the queer coded masterpiece the lost boys and my terrifying recurring nightmare that almost became a premonition if you'd like to listen to the entire back catalog and join me for my why horror journey just head to patreon.com forward slash stevie's rot to sign up from just five pounds a month or click the link in the show notes this week dan schreiber returns after his fan favorite appearance on brain rot last year discussing jaws the revenge with his no such thing as a fish co-host andrew murray this time he's flying solo as we discuss Graydon clark's bizarre cult classic sci-fi b-movie without warning from 1980. Uh, important PSA. There was very nearly no episode this week, as I somehow forgot to record my audio. It's- I know it's not the first time that this has happened. Just... Give me a break. I I think I get a bit overexcited, but incredibly due to a program that I use while recording, I managed to salvage the audio from my headphone microphone and mix that in. So apologies for the quality on my end, but
1: hey, it's all worked out in
0: the end. Dan Schreiber, welcome back.
1: I am so excited to be back. This This is a show that I very arrogantly listened to the episode that we did before with Andy so uh, many times oh man
0: uh, but this yeah your second time this officially makes you a friend of the pod as they say um yes. how is life you've got a lot going on it seems books and babies
1: books and babies in about uh, 12 hours time i should have another baby um <laughs> we're, we're, we're heading to the hospital tomorrow morning at six in the morning and we're having a c-section for my third child we have we got two boys so we thought we'd try one more time uh just to mm-hmm. see if we can get a little girl so that was the big plan and yeah so heading in tomorrow so, so you don't do you know oh we do know yeah oh it is a girl no it's a boy another fucking boy
0: oh yeah right <laughs>
1: unbelievable amazing i insane. love that
0: um but um at, well also at the time this comes out um you will have so congratulations on another baby oh thank you yeah nice <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh so you also your book's just been released right um yeah. tell us about that a little bit sounds exciting. Oh, okay
1: oh yeah um this is a book that i've been sort of sort of um you know it's been stewing away in the background for the last I don't know, two decades, um, mm-hmm. it's called the theory of everything else. I'm very, very obsessed with people who think differently and have lots of theories about what might be going on. And yes. I also think like a good theory about what, how the universe is or how humans came about, if it's funny, it's it just is a great feeling as well. So like as an example, one of the theories is that one of the leading anthropologists in the world is a guy called Lewis Leakey discovered Mm. more sort of like human fossils and primate fossils than anyone else in history, barring his wife and his son. And Uh um, he believes that the reason humans became the dominant species of planet Earth is not because of our ability to fight off predators. It wasn't our cognitive brilliance. It wasn't all that stuff. It was just simply that we were too smelly to eat. (laughs) He just thinks that's that's why we survived. That's wonderful. yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And he was—he did a whole lecture on it, and um, no one believes him. And he said because he was out in a in the plains of of Africa, I think, and he was out one night with a buddy, and they got in a broken down car, and they were laying down for sleep, and a lion came up, sniffed him, and just went no <laughs> nah, nah, mate, and nah. then went off. <laughs> and then he started talking to his students, and they're all like, "That's happened to me. They come and sniff." So he thinks, "Is that it? Is that all it right. was? We just stank." we were so that's amazing who's to say he's wrong who's to say he's wrong well a lot of scientists but outside of them outside (laughs) of those people so but the book is sort of like i look into there's a theory that pubic lice is going extinct because too many people are having brazilian waxes so wow they're um they're being deforested basically they've lost their natural (laughs) habitat And uh, I look into aliens and I look into ghosts and I look into just anything that kind of gives you goosebumps if you hear the story and it makes you feel alive for a second. I I feel like that's the whole point of the book is to it's to distract you for a second and remind you that you're alive in this bizarre universe just for a second. So it's um,
0: to to cause an existential crisis, basically.
1: Exactly. But I also say don't believe anything in it because nothing's (laughs) proved true. So it's a book of facts with uh, quotation marks around it. Yes, heavily caveated. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah, the idea is that scientists are desperately looking for the theory of everything, not desperately, but what they really want to find is the theory of everything, which is this one unifying theory that takes, because there's there's two different worlds of science. (laughs) Weirdly, I should (laughs) have looked into this for the book, but I didn't. It's that um, (laughs) you've got physics and then you got Newtonian science, I think, and the two don't work together. So they, uh-huh. there was this idea that string theory ages ago, I don't know if you remember hearing about that, but string theory yeah. was big. That was thought, what if that unifies it? And so that's the idea. They want to find this one grand, simple, beautiful theory. And my book is sort of saying, well, while they're busy doing that, millions of us around the world have our own ideas about what's going on. And this is this is the story of everyone who's looking into their own ideas. That sounds amazing.
0: And I suppose, is it quite episodic then? So you can, you can pick it up and put it down?
1: Yeah, exactly. Each chapter is kind of self-contained. I opened it by just trying to show my my main shit. Uh, shit, my main thing is is that I want <laughs> uh, people to acknowledge that everyone is a little bit batshit. I think that's the like right. the main thing. And great things have happened off the back of people who were batshit. And mm-hmm. we're we're I think living in a time where we're trying to squash that down and try and say stop being weird and rationalism and so on. And i was just saying, actually. It's quite fun being a bit weird. And also, it has changed the world. So, I first chapter, I sort of make that point by showing that PCR, which saved the world, you know, back in 2020 uh, by. By simply, you know, it wasn't the the vaccine, but it's it curbed the deaths by us being able to tell who had it from the spread and so on. Mm-hmm. That was invented by a guy called Carrie Mullis, single handedly. Science probably would have got there, but he got there first. And he invented it in 1985, same year that he invented PCR, which has changed the world. He also claimed that he was abducted by a <laughs> talking raccoon who <laughs> took him. It was a glowing <laughs> raccoon, which may have taken him to a spaceship. and he spent he spent a lot of the rest of his life trying to find this raccoon and trying to prove that that was real and
0: that's the guy who gave us pcr that's oh that's wonderful that actually that makes me um that makes me feel more comfortable knowing that it's just another normal nuthead like me that (laughs) did that that's wonderful (laughs) well you've mentioned ghosts and aliens and stuff how about um it's halloween season um do you join in the festivities at all
1: yeah, I mean, I grew up in Hong Kong and Australia, where Halloween is a bigger deal. It's not so much a big deal in the UK, and it's, it's growing there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's growing. growing. But like as a kid, it was it was a big big deal in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've always I've always been very keen on it. And now that I have kids, and they're dressing up as stuff, I mean, that's even more exciting. So yeah. And like we do a kind of like we did Royal Tenenbaums last year, which was really cool <laughs> Amazing um, as a family, <laughs> yeah, as a family. So That's my so wife good. bought all the red. Um, we, we went as the Ben Stiller family, you know, with right. the, yeah, the, track the suits. suits. Yeah, the tracksuits. Yeah, suits. yeah. Um, not sure what this year is uh, going to be theme wise because we got a new recruit, you know, this new baby is arriving just in time. Adam's so, family could do Adam's family. We, we don't have the girl. We don't have the uh, bloody girl, which is what die. we were going for.
0: Fail. <laughs> Um, oh, amazing. Well, yeah, it's obviously it's my, it's kind of my Christmas. It's my favourite type of year. Um, oh, of course. Today, brain right. It must
1: be your yeah, session, uh, right?
0: Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the zone completely. What are, you, and... what are you going at? Well, this is the thing. I'm panicking because it's just over a week away and normally I take a month to plan it and I haven't. But I, mm. I'm going to throw something together and it, it will be epic because we always have a competition at work and I nearly always win. Cool. So, yeah, need to sort that out. Um, but today, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about Graydon Clark's Without Warning from 1980. It's an interesting little movie. Uh, it's basically a kind of a precursor to Predator, because it's about mm. this alien hunting and killing for sport on Earth. But it's mostly a very delicate representation
1: of Vietnam PTSD. Um,
0: <laughs> what, uh, what did you think of it, generally?
1: I thought it was a stunner i yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10 i think i love i you know this is one thing that your podcast has made me realize is that i found my pocket now i found my genre of movie where i just <laughs> absolutely get sucked in and can't tear my eyes away from this movie is i mean you know anyone else would say it was terrible uh <laughs> yes any normal movie viewer might <laughs> attack it for its lack of budget, uh, it's terrible <laughs> acting, it's weird ass script. It's yep. uh almost seemingly zero set. Um you know, it's yeah. And and absolutely insane characters. Um I read a fact about this movie which is so it's a it's a movie about an alien um which we'll get to in a bit, but mm-hmm. it, you, you don't really see the alien until the end and then I I read it on IMDB as a little trivia piece saying, actually, you do see the alien earlier when the scout is uh, suddenly aware that something odd is going on in the grass, in the grass. So I, I, I rewound through the movie to try and see if I could see the alien. And as I was doing that, I kept pit stopping along the way of all these random characters that appear throughout the movie <laughs> and suddenly realized every character is, absolutely mad Um, so it was kind of wonderful actually trying to do the where's wally on this alien in an earlier scene (laughs) you realize they've just scripted it so that every piece has a pairing or or just a group of odd characters so anyway wonderful movie
0: Yeah, because it sort of starts off as a sort of series of vignettes before we actually get to the core. It's like the group of scouts, it's the father and his son all that. The thing is that struck me, I haven't seen this for a long time, but it actually, it's shot very well, I think. And that's because Hmm. I think Dean Kundi is the DOP who, He'd just done Halloween when he'd done this, and then he did subsequently all of John Carpenter's films, and he did Jurassic Park wow. and Apollo Thirteen. He, you know, he's got the chops, and I think you can really see. Wow. That
1: it's, yeah,
0: it's shot. The cinematography is actually really good. All the angles and stuff. It's just the, the budget of what is on that he is shooting nicely <laughs> that is the Ooh. problem
1: the the budget is really odd as well because they had this is again I, I i couldn't really it's one of those movies where it's quite low budget and as a result there's not much trivia or like stuff about right. it that that i could find so imdb is kind of my source yeah. here um so according to imdb the movie was made for 150000 dollars yeah 75000 of those dollars went to two of the lead actors in it. Right, Jack Colance and Martin Landau. Yeah, Jack Colance and Martin Landau. That's That's half half of your movie budget
0: absolutely (laughs) shredded. And then 20,000 went on the alien head. On the
1: alien head, of which yeah. you, you kind of see right at the... It's, when you first see it, though, it's cool as... It's this mm. glowing blue, which is really wicked. And then it doesn't glow blue anymore. Um, yeah, it's not so
0: iridescent to admit, Yeah, to
1: <laughs> yeah. So, But that brings us down to 55,000 for the yeah. rest of the movie. <laughs> and, so, and so what I want to know is, and maybe because you're so in this world, um, I just don't understand... What was this movie? Where did it come from? <laughs> at what point was Jack Palance and Martin Landau and their career, these titans of cinema, yeah. who were they at these point that they were in this kind of low budget? I mean, the, the lead actor and oh, okay, so let me bring up the lead actor, the uh, Tara. So Tara, yes, when you watch an, when you watch a B movie, you wanna get sucked in immediately and just think, Is this this is a B movie, isn't it? Um, oh god. Am yeah. I right? So, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Okay, so, movie opens, and we've got credits. And I think maybe Jack Palance's name comes up, Martin Lando's name comes up, and then we meet Tara, who was cast one day before the movie started (laughs) shooting. (laughs) Yeah. And her name is Tara Nutter. Nutter. (laughs) And I was in. Because suddenly... (laughs) Because you you don't know what movie you're about to watch, really. You know it's going to be a thriller. (laughs) And when your yeah. lead actor, the actress is called Tara yeah. Nutter, those three names, yeah, oh.
0: you're just like, right, um, this this is a winner already, yeah. I'm, not, I'm brilliant. not
1: going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yes.
0: it's the um the opening the opening scene there, which is this, you know, the son and the father, and he's hunting, and he's got, you know, he's learning to become a man. That's what's so important to all of the, so the males sorry. in this. And obviously, the way to become a man is shooting. The only way to graduate yeah. from boy to a man is taking a life. And, uh, yeah, we, we finally see one of these these fleshy, hairy, toothy, fried egg discs. What did you think of these?
1: Well, first off, I was fascinated by the relationship between the dad <laughs> and the son, which goes nowhere and ends very quickly because they both <laughs> die. Yeah, But it's a dad who, I mean, there's so much to unpack, even in just their relationship.
0: <laughs> their history, you yeah. You could
1: do a whole podcast just on that. They... <laughs> Because they, they start off and he's uh, the dad is a real hunter and he's got his gun out. And then he wakes up his son who's overslept. And then, you know, apparently it's still like eight in the morning or something. And you see his feet in a caravan that they've clearly driven out to this area for hunting. <laughs> yeah. And um, then the son gets up and the son's quite a buff, tall dude with a big mustache. But he's being presented as a sort of very um, uh, sensitive literature lover, yes. basically, and <laughs> yeah. so they go out and there's a, so he's kind of like his dad's trying to make him get into hunting and yeah. then his dad, I'm going to get the order out, of it, uh, the order wrong a bit here, but the dad goes into his bag and he sees that he's, he's sort of brought contraband, three novels, and <laughs> yeah. this is like, a, what are you doing with novels in the wild? You know, and and <laughs> it's this big dramatic moment between, by the way, two characters. As I say, we're never going to see again in this movie. No. And, and then, so they go off with two guns, and mm. to show that the son is really not interested in hunting, he he loses two of the bullets. He like he uncocks it and lets the yeah. bullets out again. It's not like someone will find these bullets later and it will be used. <laughs> yeah, the right. Film. It's not significant. no, It's just no use. But then the weirdest bit is that the dad. And, and so, again, these two people are here because they're the first victims of the alien that we will meet later. But yeah. the dad sort of points the gun at the sun, yeah. yeah. and, and half head. has the idea of killing him. Yes! <laughs> you we see never... it, it really lingers
0: on him. really lingers on him, mulling it over, going, no one would find him. You can see the entire thought process. And then, <laughs> it. well, does he decide not to or is that when the alien gets him? So no, we'll he never decides know. not to. Yeah, he decides uh, right. not to. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: and then... And then that's it we get from them. then suddenly these flying alien discs land on them and start chewing away and corroding yeah. and sucking their blood. And these are our first victims. So then, boom, yeah. you've got Martin Lando, Jack Palance, Tara Nutter, crazy <laughs> little dynamic. And then, boom, we're in. Yeah. Death. Aliens. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. And then it centers around mainly, well, I say it centers around our four teens. It's two, really, because, again, the, this thing where they introduce and develop some characters, and then they just disappear very quickly, because we've got Tom and Greg, Beth and Sandy, um, yeah. and they called Tom, Tom, because he was ginger, like a ginger Tom.
1: Ah, That's and, what it, no, and, I made that up. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that might be true. Tom, um, very famous. The only kind of, like, other CSI. famous CSI! David caruso. it's yes. david caruso i know him from nypd blue and right. he was in rambo and stuff like that like he's a it's big crazy. deal yeah and he so the, these are the this is like the central grouping of this movie yeah. even though two of them are going to die very quickly um they are they've he, david caruso is setting up this guy greg on a date with tara nutter and <laughs> and then she's got her other you friend love saying with her. that, don't you? <laughs> it's a good name. I don't know name. why they didn't just call her that in the movie. Why? <laughs> why bother with the other name? So she gets set up with yeah, um, with Tara Nutter, and then Greg. <laughs> they go in a caravan and they go away to this area where yeah. the dad has just died with his with his book reading son, and um, and they film this in December, by the way, because I remember watching it thinking. The girl is the uh, Tara Nutter's are sort of in a bikini. Kind Stop of it, thing. Dan. <laughs> what <laughs> every <laughs> single time <laughs> is her neck? Name... <laughs> so she's in a bikini, and that's her like outfit. And then they go for a swim in the lake, and yeah. and then the other girls in a bikini, and it looks really warm, but actually it was December, and apparently it was ice cold in the in the lake. So I I've actually seen an thought... interview
0: with Taranata. No, <laughs> and, have um, you? Yeah and um it the interview starts going what's my first memory of this my first memory is i nearly died and she she's not very happy about it because but then it's a b movie it's probably filmed late 70s you know and yeah. that's there was no health and safety there was no forms to check to sort of fill in and stuff so you just had to do it
1: yeah and i guess um to me, it makes sense now because I think her acting is really stilted in the beginning. Yeah. I really was like, I'm not sure the day before hiring of this actor <laughs> was a yeah. good. <laughs> smells of desperation, but then as the movie gets on and she actually has clothes, she on, warms she, up. She's really good. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, she literally warms up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but that so that's the that's the main thing. They go off, um, um, while David Caruso is with this girl and. The alien attacks, and they go missing. Yeah, and Greg gives them about, and so Greg and Torin <laughs> are the two main people now of our movie, and we're going to stick with them for the rest yes. of the movie,
0: right? Oh, great! Can't wait to hear that name <laughs> another forty times.
1: <laughs> so they they start looking immediately for David Caruso yeah. and and his girlfriend, um, quite sort of like dramatically immediately, given that you yes. know. They clearly had gone away for a shag, like for a for a weekend of of shagging. So they're like, you know, he was basically cock blocking immediately. <laughs> except except he was actually on his game because they they were dead. Well, so, yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it works both ways.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and so the movie starts that this is now the adventure. This is now yeah.
0: And they obviously we meet, we have small introductions to Martin Landau, who is Sarge, Fred, uh, and Jack Pal- Palance or Pal- Palance. I yeah, know. I was it's a, thinking that. Is, it's, a, it's a bass singer passenger thing, isn't it?
1: It's one of those. I was waiting for you to say it first when you did earlier, <laughs> and then I just mimicked what you said. I think yeah. I said Palance. Yeah, I I think it is Palance, yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll stick with that. Um, But he he kind of acts as the harbinger Palance because he kind of does that, you mustn't go down to that lake. Whatever you do, get away from that lake.
1: Oh, that's right. They bump into him inside a gas station that is kind of closed and they try and pay him. And um, yeah, that's right. So we we meet him and you immediately go, what are you doing in this movie? (laughs) That's your first thing. Yeah. And then you think that's probably his only scene. He probably you well, know, that's it. Yeah, you think yeah. it's a cameo
0: because because of the way it is. Oh, maybe they've just gave gave him five grand to come and do one line as the harbinger. But then it's not it's not until quite a while later because you meet we meet Martin Lando in the toilet as well in a really awkward exchange with one oh. of the girls. Where
1: were, Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's written
0: on the, the warning on the door. and so you think oh right that's that then so that's their part done but it's not they very come back what did you think of those two performances it feels a bit like a competition who could chew the most furniture doesn't it (laughs) they really go for it
1: they really go for it and it's the cinematography is really interesting it reminded me of sort of old hollywood when i was watching this of where you didn't cut away you just held a shot and you let acting happen yeah and i realized acting doesn't happen that much anymore in movies where it's just okay we're not going to move the camera we're going to do the whole five minute scene would you just like just doing what you need to do yeah fly Um, in the wall style yeah and that's that happens quite a few bits further down in the movie there's a few more moments where it happens and you really see acting and and jack palance is is like he gives it his all it almost feels like theater in a way sometimes when you see these scenes play out um Mm -hmm. Because you're like, oh, my eyeballs are the one camera. And that's what that's what they've decided to do here as well. So because of the nature of the script, which, um, again, I loved it, but I think some other people would have issues with it. <laughs> yeah. I think the script doesn't match the level of acting that it's being treated with sure um, yes cause... yeah
0: that's it's a bit of a juxtaposition in the performance and the dialogue yeah
1: yeah um so we meet them quite briefly they they say hi particularly jack <laughs> polance more and what he's doing yeah. in this little shop that he's open don't go down to the lake and yeah. all that sort of stuff they do go down to the lake of course. Um, two of them die yes. and then then we get the cub scouts as a little interlude and then there's a little interlude with again it feels like almost like a weird comedy skit where they forgot to put the jokes in because you've got this like absolutely bizarre scoutmaster who's (laughs) it's just i can't even i can't even think of how to place him he's he he has a bunch of kids they're there for some reason he's doing
0: shtick that's the thing it's yeah but, but it's to no audience because it's obviously there's kids there and so and it's not really for us it's very bizarre just sort of doing oh what and trying to be silly and doing one-liners and also again it's about teaching the boys to be men you know I suppose this isn't very long after Vietnam so I guess you know everyone's just being prepared for war anyone any young male but it's just a very strange and I I looked him up to see if maybe he's a comedian and he was doing a bit of his act but
1: yeah no no just
0: nope but when he tries to light his cigarette with a rock is that a thing
1: I've, that's amazing so the first thing is he i mean it doesn't work
0: but we say it's amazing
1: it, uh, yeah, yeah that's it but what's amazing is the kind of normality that we're meant to just accept it with yes so so first off what we do is we cut back to these uh, there's a scout master and he's got these kids that he's and he's getting them to just uh co- collect a a bit of wood or a stone or something yes. that's that's yes. like the mission collect collect yourself a bit of stick or a bit of stone and <laughs> And they'll get off and do that. And then suddenly he turns around and the plot line suddenly becomes, without really it being spoken, how parched he is. He's really thirsty. (laughs) And and he sees the caravan that belonged to the dad who had the book reading son. And he kind of like tries to make his way up to it and he slips. And it's clearly an improvised slip because... It reminded me almost like when you're in theater school and someone says, "Okay, um, you now need to act sort of like just getting from this bit of the room to the next room. And you just have to you're watching people just throw in some random acting just for the sake of like having something to do. He looks like he slips for no apparent reason. He then gets up to the to the van. And he's like, can you help us, please? We need drinks. Which is not a part of, like, they're not lost. They're not anything. I think he says that. I think he's like, we need something. He's desperate. He's desperate to quench everyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's no, there's no, like, them, you know, when he's asking everyone to run off and find sticks and rocks, there's no sense of, like, don't worry, I'll get us out of here. I know we're all so thirsty. (laughs) There's nothing of that. And so he's smacking on the caravan door, and he gets he gets no response and that's when we hear the the soundtrack by the way of the movie which is basically someone just jamming on some synth the yeah. whole movie like
0: falling onto the casio yeah
1: yeah proper casio synth no apparent theme just a, just a new riff each time yes. and then we cut to the grass and supposedly if you watch this movie if you're listening to this this is where you see the alien now i went back a couple of times i didn't see it did you oh i did yeah really where is it yeah. in the shot? it's right in the
0: center of the screen uh towards the back of the grass and you can just see half of its blue head and a bit of its sort of uh, netting wow. but it's not it's not very obvious they you know they um they're very much it's the it's like the fin in jaws you know they, they're saving it properly it's not very clear
1: yeah yeah but you i mean do, it's, yeah, you, yeah it's easy to miss it's like I do, a, I I n- mean, a little nugget i went i went back and i just didn't Man. see it yeah ah, so, that's interesting.
0: so
1: interesting <laughs> um but yeah so so anyway, it, um, he then <laughs> it gets us to the moment where he suddenly decides. While well, suddenly all the kids have disappeared, I don't know where they've gone at this moment. He's <laughs> well, gonna they've got sneak. to find sticks, haven't they? They're going to find <laughs> sticks and stones, and he and he decides to have a cigarette. And I think he sees on the ground the revolver and something from the dad and the son, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, again, it's just there. There's no. There's no reasoned for it to be in the movie that he doesn't then put two and two together like what if they're missing and they're like nothing's put together he just it just happens to be where he is just sees it
0: yeah that's it
1: (laughs) so then he doesn't he's looking for a match and he doesn't have a match and he he leans he decides to try and light his cigarette by by this is it's real it's really bizarre he picks up a bit of stone and tries to light it by slamming the bit of stone in a kind of Flint-like, um, yeah. shave of the stone to get
0: a flame. Because he, he obviously, because he has to suck at the same time. He obviously has to put his head basically on the <laughs> ground onto <Yeah>. a rock, <laughs> and then get a stone and start smacking the end of the cigarette, <laughs> thinking it's going to light. Now, I understand maybe the flint idea or using wood or something, but you like surely you'd like a leaf and then just use that as a match. But yeah, to actually exactly. <laughs> horizontally get yourself on the ground and start smacking, and then he gets really angry that he knocks the cigarette with the stone. I mean, it's your own fault. It's, it's right there. I'll
1: tell you what, though. There's a whole. There's a thing I once read, which is that if you get cast in a Shakespeare play, it doesn't matter what role you get cast in, because Shakespeare wrote 3D characters, even if you have a single line, which is a passing, <clears> you, that it's a memorable character because Shakespeare made the characters memorable. What this guy has done in this role... Is he has absolutely amplified <laughs> yeah. a non-existent role to the point where look at us, we can't, yeah. we can't stop, <laughs> can't stop talking talk about it. With... Why did he randomly fall before he it's got to that, the like caravan? As you
0: say, the fall It's because yeah, yeah, an actor being told to walk from one corner to the other, they'd stop and do their shoelace or you know check the time and do something. You're yeah. right, just to flesh it. He
1: and did, he did his job. He's having a whale of
0: a time. Yeah, he absolutely. Did his
1: job. He absolutely. nailed sticking out in this movie so much (laughs) that he's he's like main cast as far as i'm concerned um so yeah so then uh then he gets up and then suddenly he's hit by this alien thing which the father and son were hit by and we are we're suddenly watching his death and the kids see him dying the kids are suddenly back and (laughs) classic classic no children were harmed, um, all the kids get off scot-free. So the aliens yes. clearly, my thinking at this point is, ah, the, the aliens have no interest in children because he has a whole grouping of kids that he could have uh, murdered here. But no, he's just gone for the adult.
0: Yeah. it It's interesting, isn't it? Because normally this sort of place would be set somewhere really outback and obscure that hardly has any visitors. And so far, we have seen so many people visiting this very small area. Yeah. It's very, it is very—it is a hotbed for tourists and activity. It, it's not the best place for an alien to be hiding out that no one can actually locate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because it is full. And also, quite a dangerous area outside of the alien. If you've got two hunters standing in the exact spot where <laughs> scouts are walking around, happily just <laughs> offloading guns... <laughs> shooting bullets in the area what is what is this yeah. area we don't the, see uh, any
0: animals by the way I don't know what they're then, hunting but then we have is it Tom and Beth I can't even remember or Greg Greg, Greg, and, Greg, and, Taranata. Greg and Taranata that's the one because she falls into a trap one of those massive traps of the ball, which I thought was the aliens trap but we found out later it's actually Martin Landau's trap because he's trying to get right. the alien um, but they find the bodies don't they
1: yeah, so we're back to them and they're still on their hunt and they're wandering around. And yeah, and she did, she, Tara Nutter did that stunt on her own. That was her stunt. What, the falling in? Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck to say. laughs> so not only was she
0: all of her internal organs trembling with cold, she had to fall <laughs> seven feet into a massive
1: ditch.
0: Amazing. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure as well, the guy who plays Greg, I looked into his IMDb and yeah. I think I'm right in saying this. Um, he He goes on to be in a lot of movies, in Robocop 3, um, but he's, he's, he does stunts in the movie. Oh. He's a, yeah, he's, he suddenly, his filmography is like, there's a lot of stunt work that he does. Oh, I moved into that. Yeah. I wonder if it was because of this moment. Not doing the stunt right, yeah. in this movie.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was jealousy that, that drove him into his <laughs> I, career.
1: I can do stunts too, <laughs> yeah. I can do stunts. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then they um so he gets he gets her out of the pit and he they find a shed. And I believe the shed is the only built bit of set for the entire yeah. film. Yeah. They go inside the shed, uh, they discover um David Caruso dead, which is exactly the kind of thing he'd investigate years after <laughs> <Yes>. in subsequent <laughs> acting jobs. He'd get to the bottom of it. Yeah. And um, this is, I think there's a story that he was offered the head of his dead character. Um, oh. Like he said, I'd love to have it after I yeah. um, made the movie. And then he saw it and he was like, it's so disturbing. I don't actually want it uh, oh. in my house. Yeah. So just a bit of trivia there. I love it. I know. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, and so they're both dead. So suddenly they're freaking out and they need to get out of there. And that's mm. where now that this is now where the movie kicks off, really, because they understand that something weird is going on, but they're not quite sure what, because why are their friends, why are their friends dead?
0: And hung up like trophies, yeah. But also, yes. at this point, you kind of go, shit, it's it's sort of 15 minutes in and we've just got, is it just going to be these two? But of course, no, they jump in the car. You get you get the oyster on the car. I'm going to keep calling them oysters. Um, mm. And this is when we see that it has those teeth. And it reminds me of a lamprey. Have you seen the lamprey?
1: Yeah, I have, yeah.
0: Uh, they are an abomination. And I've had nightmares about them because they're real. It is like a bit of every kid's nightmare created. It's this fucking worm with a sucker and circular teeth. And this is just like it. And they're one of my biggest fears, I think, Lampreys. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're scary. They're 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 mental. They're like the worm from June or um, the Mongolian death worm, which is a cryptid animal, uh, which supposedly lives in Mongolia just mm-hmm. so you're fine but okay. if you do encounter one watch out it will try to kill you by spitting acid out of its mouth what are you or talking about lightning bolts out of its anus is the <laughs> that's it. what the mongol that's what the Mongolian it's a it's a um cryptozoological animal like a yeti right. or a Bigfoot. yeah i see anal lightning bolts is a is partly to blame well, I, for it well
0: i'm gonna i'm not i'm not gonna take the piss i don't want to cause any cultural tension but yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they, um, of course, they pull up to a, a country bar and to establish it's a country bar in a movie, what you've always got to do is you have to start with a joke between the regulars and the clientele. So, you know, the <laughs> yeah. farm going go, huh, did you ever find that long lost wife of yours? Nope. <laughs> the other guy says, didn't look too hard neither. <laughs> and of course, Greg enters as the locals are all laughing and show that they're a close knit family. It's just it's got to be done. It's a yeah. right passage.
1: Yeah. And it's um one one quick point which stuck out to me as a kind of almost bizarre thing. And then they carry it through for the rest of the movie is yes. when they're in the car and the oyster lamprey thing is yeah. sucking on the window. So so they've they've escaped, but they these things start flying towards them and they're they're definitely under attack. And they yeah. get into the van, which is the van which David Caruso and his girlfriend had driven there in and they drive away. And so one goes on the windshield and they manage to get rid of it by putting on the the wipers. So they get it off. Now, at this point, when they get it off, I know what you're going to (laughs) say. They've just seen their two best friends Mm because it was their best friend each dead, hung up like trophies. With yeah. their faces melted, eyes missing, yeah. eyes missing. They've
0: been attacked by aliens in the car. Attacked
1: by aliens. Mm. Um, a lot going on. Tara's freezing because it's December. Yes. yes, and she's had to go in a lake in a and bikini and fall down a pit. And fall down a pit. It's but so suddenly they start laughing when they manage to <laughs> get it off. It's all over. Yeah, yeah. And so to begin with, you think okay, the laughter is a bit out of place, but well I'll mention it as we go on it happens at really odd moments where like in the house later oh my god yeah okay we'll get <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, I, so I'm so just... glad
0: you picked up on that as well it's because it's so weird in such traumatic Surroundings and all the things that are happening, they keep kind of shrugging things up
1: and going, oh, let's yeah. crack on. It's so ridiculous. Oh, I mean, how can you not? It just keeps <laughs> happening, and yes. it just seems but it doesn't happen as in bad acting, it just happens like it's like wow, what yeah. who are these characters? <laughs> yes. Again, you know, they really stick out for it. So we get to the bar, as you say, they're having this big old joke on the inside, and yes. then these two people um run in, Greg and Taranato and they say, mm. Guys, we've got an issue
0: here we have i've just remembered you did this with mario van Peebles <laughs> as well <laughs> Kept saying his name because you love it
1: i <laughs> think <laughs> you just it's your fault you've picked two movies that happened to have landed the two best names i've ever come across the credits <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. they get into the bar and they yes. say we need to call the police there is an alien or something <laughs> i guess do they say alien at that this, point I well they think say they my friends are on. dead that's right
0: but then yeah. when they met i think they mention it because then they go oh sounds like they've seen some of your flying aliens uh, of yes. course and then you get the reveal martin landau's there and he's screaming calling everyone soldier and <laughs> everything's
1: yes. in order so he's he's a he's an ex he's a veteran and mm. he's been Fighting the corner that aliens are here for ages, and no one believes him. So suddenly, here are two people that are helping yeah. to vilify him, and this is a confusing scene. Now that I'm trying to remember how it plays yes. out. Um,
0: well, it's a, well, he's obviously at the bar, and then he's saying, "Oh, I told you it was true. We need to capture them or go and kill kill the aliens." And then we've also now got this is where it ramps up because we have um, Martin. La- J- no, Jack Palance, for <laughs> fuck's sake, because they suddenly become very similar characters. yeah, And we realize that he's got a connection to these aliens as well. This is only when he, he take, goes outside and he finds one of the oyster things and he takes it and puts it in a, a jar that's waiting, like ready for him to capture one. And yeah. he forces the kids to take him to the shed because we'd later find out that he's had a run-in with one of these things. But also the sheriff gets shot, by
1: Sarge. Yeah, so the, before they leave, yeah, suddenly Sarge has, so Sarge, Sarge being Marden, Landau, yes. suddenly has a weird moment, pulls out a gun, and shoots the sheriff. And then and there's other things that are going on, like the lights go out inside. That's the, right, yeah.
0: And again, I think, I think that when the sheriff comes in, I think he mistakes it for the alien because of his hat, because his hat ah, is like yeah. a rounded head, so when he's in silhouette, that's why he thinks it's Ron the aliens. Nice.
1: Okay, he thinks it's the. Yeah, okay, so it's not him going nuts; it's just no. belief in it. Well, well. <laughs> well, he is he is nuts anyway. Um, yeah, but he there's a moment where the lights go out, and they're all sitting, and they're like, "We'll call, we'll call the police, or we'll call the sheriff, which is who arrives, and we'll do, let me fix you some food." Is the person running yes. the bar who offers that? When the lights go out and she has to go out and fix it, suddenly you're now thinking, because they say, oh, the lights go out all the time here. So mm-hmm. obviously you're going, well, this must be connected. The alien is feeding off electricity in the area. So, Something's going, no, no connection. It's just the lights. Just the lights, the lights happen light to have gone up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Sarge is suddenly, um, he's aghast. Like, how did I? how did I do this? Why Why did I shoot? And he's trying to work it out. And then he suddenly makes the connection between the the two new kids that have come in thinking, hang on, this right. is you. you since things, you've arrived. Yeah, since you arrived two minutes ago, things have got yeah. weird and I've yes. shot someone. It's the same day. Yeah, you've done this. And so he suddenly is pointing the gun at them and Jack Palance Kind of just walks up and punches him. I think. I think there's or <laughs> is, a fight happens a very between very strange
0: them. punch in the stomach.
1: In the stomach. That's right. Manages to disarm him, and then he takes the the two of, the, of them to go and look for the shed, and that's where we now get acting with yes. the one the one shot because right. Jack Polans is sorry Martin Landau is trying to justify while a gun's being held at him now, his very own gun back at him by one of the other bar guys and i actually think this is where the overacting happens a bit too much because he doesn't know where to put his head or what it's like <laughs> no one's no one has said cut and he's just continuing the acting so he's just having to make new connections with the elements of the scene of which there are a lot there's a a sheriff who may be dead on the ground the two kids have just been taken out with jack plants after he's been punched in the gut and he now has to look at the bar people who are holding a gun at him but he has to visit all of these places with his head (laughs) Uh, he stays connected to each moment yeah and he gives each moment it's it's acting moment so But because it's a one (laughs) shot, it just really sticks out, (laughs) right? (laughs) And the final, (laughs) the final bit of scene of that he's giving is to look at the bar and the gun, and that's when you see like Uh, the the acting's been really given its stretched test here. Yeah, Um,
0: it's like he's doing his own editing, his own like different camera shots from different angles. Yes, exactly, (laughs) but on one shot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, great, you re- reset. We can get that on another camera. No, no, that was the one, buddy. That's no, that it. was all of them. Yeah, Is it? Oh, okay. No budget? No, we paid yeah. you half the budget. And then the alien head is the... <laughs> it's really chewed it up.
0: But he, he kind of takes the kids by gun to go and see the... Um, he forces them to show them the shed because then, cause then he shows a scar on his arm and goes, oh, the aliens once got me. Um, yeah. But when we get to the shed, obviously they really enjoy this set piece because we get exactly the same amount of time on each of the bodies that we did exactly earlier it's the same order and the same amount of time <laughs> up close up with that one then move on to that one and then move on to that one so all four of them we get the exact <laughs> same sequence which is nice but the thing is they haven't reused it they've just reshot exactly the same
1: lovely it's slightly yeah. different i can't fully remember that scene i don't know why There's so i guess maybe i was so taking in so much that you know, a lot. you're bound to you're bound to blank out it, yeah
0: exactly it's a lot but he gets one of the lampreys in the leg and the other two they stop a the police car and it turns out that it's landau and then this is where oh, i really yeah. noticed and i had to and i rewound after this to go back to some of his other scenes did you know martin landau doesn't blink well, hang on, sorry, let me clarify. In this movie, um, you never see him blink on screen. It's not a real condition of his. Um, so I think that must have been a choice. You can just see him, can't you? going, I know, I know what I'll do. I know what's, what'll show PTSD. And so I, I can just imagine he took it super seriously. Like how many takes did he accidentally blink and demand another take? And he just get, just just picture the, the director, like, you know, it's really... It's not necessary. It's not directed. But yeah, I went back and he never blinks on screen. And he
1: never blinks. But isn't yeah. that a technique? Who who did that as well? Someone like Michael Caine. right. Blinked. Yeah, I remember.
0: I can't think of Maybe it was Michael Caine. But yeah, it's you've heard it a few times throughout sort of Hollywood history. Yeah. To never be seen. But, to this, never... is, but this isn't the sort of film.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that. Well, okay. So we've, we've jumped over a couple of things here as well, we by the way. So... Jack Palance gets attacked by the alien um, oyster thing, which we yeah. learn later in the movie, is it. they look kind of like they're like independent <laughs> sentient aliens that are sort of right. like, like mini UFOs, almost like flying and, and crash landing onto a, a target that they found. We later find out that it's actually just one alien sort of frisbeeing with yeah, precision. Ninja darts. Ninja yeah. darts. <laughs> these alien oysters uh, onto these. He just has so, them in his pocket. Yeah, he's just living huge... these organisms. <laughs> yeah, we don't see he doesn't really have like a swag bag or anything. No. It's just he just pulls them out from somewhere. <laughs> um but so Jack Palance get it. We get a very protracted um, he's dead, he's laying on the ground. While the others are running away, yeah, and then he just kind of gets back up, and yeah. and then falls down again. You think, oh, he's dead this time, and then <laughs> he kind of gets back up again, and yeah. he's cutting the la- he's cutting off the oyster thing, and um, so in between, then they've obviously had Martin Landau at gunpoint, and they've put him in the back of the sheriff's car. Yeah. So he's there with the with the metal grating mm-hmm. and you hear him suddenly really now that he's killed someone, he's he's now no longer in America. He's back at war. Yeah, he's, he's in the saying jungle out loud. He's back in the jungle and he's saying Sergeant, we're like he's so you know now he's flipped. He's probably yes. flipped. Here's the scene. I don't know if I've blanked this out as well, that I have missed. How is he suddenly No, we don't see it. We don't, we see, don't it. see. Okay, no. so we, out
0: have of to, we have to put that together ourselves. That scenario <laughs> happens off screen. The because they do a reveal that it's him in the front after the kids have been in it for a while. So then we're meant to go sort of, sort of retrospectively go, oh, hang on. So so there's been there's been a little incident, hasn't there, back at the uh, back at the bar.
1: So he he's put in the back seat of the sheriff's car. The doors clearly closed. <laughs> yeah, something a cut scene means that he has talked whoever put him in the back seat <laughs> into letting him out he's 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 knocked them out he's now got in the police the sheriff's car and he's yeah. driven away so that's a thing we just don't get to see at no. all um take and- this red Take it as read. That that's just, yeah, fair yep. enough. Silly. Mm-hmm. Why why include that bit of script? Sorry. <laughs> um, so so uh, at this point, Jack Palance has looked like he's died twice, but he's actually fine. And you can mm-hmm. kind of see in the distance the two scuttling away. Um, they managed to make it onto the main road, and they're trying to hail down a car. The first car that comes along, they miss. Second car, they jump in the middle of the road, and then suddenly the woo lights come on of the sheriff's car. Yes, it's a sheriff get in the back seat turns out after a lot of them talking to the sheriff with zero response which would which they don't seem concerned about
0: it's a red flag isn't it yeah not 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 even a question from the policeman what's up why are you in the middle of the road yeah he just
1: they hop in the door closes and he just starts driving like he's a really anti-social Uber driver, yeah. basically. Like he's just got zero chat, doesn't even ask for the name, and they're just going, There's a, there's aliens and Jack Lance has been shot and have, in the bar. It it there's a lot of dialogue before finally he turns his head and reveals that he is Martin Landau. And um, I can't remember what he says at that point, but he sort of alludes to them because oh, he thinks that, they're he thinks the aliens. that they are the aliens. Yeah, yeah. And that the
0: aliens are now doing a body snatches type thing and disguising yes. themselves as the kids. And so he's, he's, he wants, but the thing is, he doesn't want to kill them. He wants them to tell them, tell him the plan because he's mm. like, what is it? What What's your big invasion? Why sort of you here? Plan? Yeah. yeah. And a, but then eventually Greg decides, all right, I'll play along, otherwise he's going to shoot us. And Greg does a, a slight, suddenly adopts an almost British accent to be a more convincing alien. He kind of goes like, ah, your world is speaking to... Why am I doing that? Wait, I'm British. I don't need to put on that. Oh, did I just do South Africa? I don't need. I I just need to talk normally. <laughs> Why did that happen? Uh, he's, but he starts to you know draw and go. Oh, your world is split into seven, and we are going to you know colonize this and that. And then he obviously jumps in to get the the gun out of his hand.
1: But he he jumps in by the way when he says um and when do you plan to do your attack like the right. line is something like that and he's like we plan to do it now. Now. <laughs> and then he goes and hits him with the gun like it's a bit of dialogue like that which is wonderful cuz you yes. you never you, the the element of surprise is slightly even if just a millisecond gone when you say i'm going to do it. Do now. It now. Yes. Um
0: that's always it just reminds me that's always you know when Towards the end of a film when it's the final person versus the bad guy. And instead of killing the protagonist, the, the bad guy, the antagonist always likes to give the speech of why he's done everything and what the big plan is, you know, and giving this person time to think how they can defeat him. And it's what it's one of those moments just you know, giving them a heads up that I'm about to jump you.
1: Yeah but also it's like it's just a little extra bit of time where things can go wrong that are not necessary to yes. build that time into the element i always thought that about the i mean this is a massive spoiler of if you haven't seen the final avengers movie is it a spoiler to give away the ending of that um, well think? maybe uh, it is maybe it is i'll i'll, I'll leave it's it it's been
0: around for a while now
1: but also if you haven't seen it then it's
0: just to be honest in the pandemic though i hadn't seen any of them and I did all twenty-four, whatever it is, of the Infinity, yeah. um, the Infinity Saga, completely, all twenty-four of them, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. Wow. I was sobbing at the end of End Game.
1: Oh my god! I actually genuinely feel like if I had one opportunity in a time machine, it would be to go and watch that movie in the cinema with nerds, because I didn't see it in the cinema. I saw it on a in on an airplane. I mean, just wow!
0: I've actually watched footage of uh, cinema in America Me too. where you can and, you, and there's, yes. there's a certain moment where. Yeah, someone grabs something and it's a very special moment and the cinema erupting and I got chills just watching them watching it
1: it's It's incredible I actually that introduced me to the world of watching nerd reactions on YouTube generally there's a great one which I highly recommend watching which is the trailer for the the latest batch of star Wars movies where Daisy Ridley and so on. Mm -hmm. And it's a moment where I think it's trailer number two and it's just been introduced by JJ Abrams and he goes off and there's this moment where you see the millennium Falcon flying through and everyone's like, yeah. And then it goes dark and you can just hear the cinema in silence. And then you just hear Chewie, we're home. And and you see Harrison and Chewie and it, fucking erupts yeah. and oh uh, god it's wonderful uh, i love anyway. shit like that anyway <laughs> yeah. so yeah anyway uh, so we won't spoiler we won't spoiler yeah fair uh, enough that but he does that thing he he, he builds in this little extra and now kind of moment <laughs> mm-hmm. and knocks away the gun which then leads to a chase where modern yes. landau is now trying to get them he's actively shooting his gun at them so yes. he's trying to kill the alien yeah which leads to one of the most bizarre moments of the movie, which maybe you've got more insight into the psychology of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. But he manages to track them down onto a bridge. Yes. And he's in a car
0: mm-hmm.
1: trying to kill them. And yeah. they're on foot. Yeah. And they appear to be outrunning the car. Yes. <laughs> and I can't work out. I thought at first, okay, he's obviously not trying to kill them. He's just trying to keep up with them. Trailing them, yeah. Because he, he could mow them down. But then as soon as he gets out, <laughs> he starts firing his gun at them when they <laughs> jump off an extraordinarily... So yeah, yeah. So I just can't tell. Maybe, maybe he was. Maybe he was like, I can just I can trail them and see what happens here. But he gets them onto a bridge and they realize their only bit of escape here is to leap off a bridge so high that you would absolutely just be pancaked to death <laughs> by hitting the water below. The water, yeah. It is so it's high. It's like golden gate, yeah. It's golden gate high. It is absolutely <laughs> insanely high. They land, he leans over and starts shooting his gun and what should be, you know, death level injuries, um, Mm. melted bones, like melted bones, exactly, crushed, broken back, opening line from Tara Nutter. Oh, I think I've (laughs) sprained my ankle. Yes, that's that's the extent (laughs) of the injuries of jumping off this 5,000 foot tall bridge. (laughs) (laughs) It's insane that's Wonderful. really for me the weirdest like bit of the movie just in terms of like <laughs> that that involved. is just the physics of it all yeah it's just <laughs> in by us what is this
0: <laughs> that's not realistic that just that though no. except they, we get for
1: the weirdest bit of the movie now which is this this next is bit. what I was gonna
0: say it's this is yeah. this final the sort of climax uh, because they find this house in the woods and it's such a strange section because the tension disappears. And then it starts to build from the bottom again. It doesn't yeah. keep where we're at. You know, they've been in a chase. They've jumped off a bridge, and it plummets. And then it's all about the alien again, or who is someone else in this house because they break in. She decides to go to bed. This is one of the moments you talk about where they have a little
1: laugh, and then she cries over a music box. It's yeah. an emotional roller coaster. They, I so they they break into this house, which they're like freaking out is anyone in this house and mm-hmm. their decision is we'll stay in the house until until we work out what's going on let's not be massively on our guard let's change into pajamas yes like get they really get comfort. changed in using whoever lives there's closet <laughs> they just start changing clothes she gets into bed he decides to have a coffee but before this there's a noise and oh right. shit is it the alien So they go looking around the house. In their pajamas. In their pajamas. He gets near the door, and then suddenly... He's freaked out, because despite having seen their friends... Yeah, yeah, faces yeah. melted, hung up like trophies, gone into a bar. Flying toothy discs. Flying toothy discs I've from Seen a man get alien. shot. Yeah. I've seen him get shot, been chased down by a war vet who thinks he's back in the jungle, <laughs> in his car, shot at, jumped up a 5,000 kilometre high tall bridge, <laughs> uh, sprained her ankle. <laughs> she decides, in this petrifying moment, that she's going to be the person who pranks Greg <laughs> right. by jumping out in the dark and going, Boo! <laughs> when they think an aliens in the house, it's, what's going on exploding. in their heads? And then he's like, "Hey, you scared me," and she's like, yeah. "Sorry." Anyway,
0: and then they both laugh it off.
1: They both and, laugh it off.
0: And then yeah. again, after all of those things, the aforementioned things, he thinks the freakiest thing to happen is the fact that he forgot he fit, he thought he turned off the tap but yes. it's on and then he thought he turned off the cupboard light but it's on which then actually makes me wonder so is that the alien is he is he fucking with them yeah is that exactly. part of
1: his fun to exactly. to sort of make them question their sanity is that cupboard, part of his game the cupboard light is on the yeah the the water is on we have no resolution to find out whether or not anyone played into that <laughs> she, she picks that. up a plant and says it's not watered for a yep. while, so no one's been here for a while. Again, we don't, o- that. we don't open a door and discover a dead person who lived in the house. We <laughs> we we will never know whose house this was and why they weren't there. <laughs> we have no idea. So she again, petrified, having mm-hmm. cried over a music box for some reason, yeah. and in PJs <laughs> decides to get some sleep, so she hops yeah. into the bed. Greg makes himself a coffee, <laughs> Greg <laughs> makes himself a coffee and goes and sits and watches TV or is just sitting with a coffee. Yeah. Um, now, sadly, this is where we say goodbye to Greg.
0: Yes, because yeah, she. yeah, we get a good old, uh, hey, are you sleeping moment. And obviously because he's on a swivel chair, that's perfect, isn't it? All she has to yeah. do is give it a gentle push. And then he's got one of the lampreys on his cheek. And yeah. then finally, at 81 minutes and 58 seconds, into the movie yeah we get an actual good look at the alien yeah now you said earlier you think it looks great i think for me because it's rick baker who is amazing so he he was paid 20 grand to do this just make the head and he he won the academy award for american werewolf in london and he's one of the best SFX designers the world has ever seen i think because i already knew that i don't think it's his best and i know it's right. very early on it's low budget I think the alien looks really camp. I think it looks like it's pulling a really sassy face and going, woo! It's just, I found it really, really fey.
1: And unthreatening. Fair but I think it's amazing. Well, what it looks like is a Mars attacks alien. Yeah. It's got that style head, but it's a blue glowing Megamind, head. Mind, yeah. Um, and it's played by the way, by a guy called Kevin Peter Hall, who's inside the alien, who then goes on to be inside Predator he's he's the <laughs> what a career yeah, what a career that? right he's he is predator he's the alien and predator um it's the, the same actor. character the same character this was yeah this was like when walt disney left his first production house where he had oswald the rabbit and he then literally drew <laughs> over it to create mickey mouse he's it's just it's just a different alien clothing. Um, they don't. But...
0: They definitely don't try and let us see it in the light for too long, though, because mm. obviously in this room the the overhead light has been knocked, so it's constantly swinging. So he's going in and out of shadow and in and out of light. Um, but also, the, th- the th- my favorite thing is, she's screaming. This scene ends by the alien's hand stopping the swinging light so it just steadies it you know it's good to know that that's universally irritating (laughs) on the eye (laughs) because she's left the room and it's like oh, i can't have that and it just stops the light and steadies it so it's not swinging that's
1: so funny i forgot that yeah but also just before that um another moment of the she's she's run out of the house when she sees that greg is dead and got this thing on his face she makes her way downstairs and then rather than you know, whatever it is that was in the house clearly has an understanding of the house. Rather than her running out and running into the forest, she then just basically runs to the downstairs of the house and goes right. back in. <laughs> Not- and the alien walks, casually walks past the window because he's like, well, I'll just use the door to get in to get to her. Um, and she's sitting there and she thinks the alien's gone. And again, in this moment, cracks a massive smile like she's like (laughs) 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 fooled the alien so again just another smile another like
0: moment of her how can after everything they've been through how can anyone even raise the side of their mouth let alone go into a full relief smile i think
1: maybe because maybe the director was going around to each of these actors going what are you what are you going to bring to this role and she's like well what do you mean i was just going to act it he was like can i I'll I'll be honest with you. I shot an amazing scene earlier today with the guy who played a scoutmaster. And this guy, he's going to be the talked about thing in this movie because he's just pulling out some new moves. He laid his head down on a rock to light a cigarette. (laughs) We didn't even ask him to do that.
0: And Landau, I haven't seen him blink once. That's what he's bringing to the table, Nutter. So what what are you bringing? What are you
1: bringing, Tara Nutter, to this movie? What if i smiled every like, time every time things happen like a little win just a little tiny win happens try that's, it let's go that's your thing that sounds pretty fucking good actually <laughs> that's i knew i knew it wasn't a mistake to hire you one day before <laughs> day shooting before. the movie <laughs> Yeah, so, so she lets out this little smile and then And then clearly the alien, who has an understanding of the of the layout of the house, um, gets inside (laughs) and she's locked the door, though, into the room that he's in. And so he tries to slowly smash his way through. And this is then where Return of Uh Jack Palance, who is not dead, smashes a window open and starts firing bullets at the alien and gets her to escape through the window. So now Mm. now they're they're a team back together, which is great.
0: Yes, and he leads um, her back towards the shed, which he's he explains he's, ex, he's rigged up explosives to the shed with a good, proper Roadrunner-style TNT yeah. box.
1: Yes, it's a proper push-down with your two hands. Acme. Acme, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so at this point, we are now just going to kill the alien. No one wants to know where mm-hmm. it's from anymore, because Martin Landau... No is just gone where's he well he he's, he's probably
0: still driving around for a bit but then he does rock up doesn't he oh, yes, rocks he does up, rock to, up, and he halts proceedings and That's he's wrong. and then he's saying ah oh, now you're an alien to uh palance um yeah and the alien arrives and he just it's just watching them it's just stood <laughs> in a field watching them have this crazy off it's brilliant <laughs> because that it's just like it's all happening between them and it's just happily observing these stupid humans
1: that's right yeah and he's probably going into his veteran chat and lance yeah. is trying to talk him out of it um and what, what that's happens, when he frisbees
0: then? he frisbees two oysters at a landau and then Landau goes down
1: and i think that's the moment where we where we discover that it is ninja star frisbee action yes that going is it
0: like, ah, okay. They're not <laughs> That's homing. where they're coming from. Yeah. That's where they're coming from. But Palance shoots the alien and it kind of just pisses out of its shot. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> like yeah. a yellow like water. like a yellow stream that comes out and then he just kind of touches it to plug the hole. And yeah, it, just done. And it does. And possibly the greatest moment in the entire film
0: for me is oh, yeah. Jack Palance charging at the alien, screaming, ALIEN! He's just going "Alien!"
1: <laughs> as he's charging towards it. So he makes the decision at this time because we get to watch him get frisbeed twice but survive it. So mm-hmm. Yes. Like he's he's cracked how to defeat the alien which is to literally just cut off the oyster thing shuck, from shuck the oyster. It, yeah. yeah, just really quickly which no one else has thought to do.
0: Yeah, kind of like a leech, I guess, just like you turn yeah. it off quickly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So he then says to Tarunato, I'm going in. You need to you need to push the dynamite and kill me and the alien in order for you to survive. Yes. And so he runs in yelling,
0: Alien, and <laughs> he
1: he gets the alien, and the alien starts following him into the shed. And then Tarunata yeah. goes for the explosion, but it turns out that the wiring has not been attached. Attached at all. <laughs> now someone who, yeah, you know, I as far as I know from her character, she's never held a gun before. We, she's never, no. she doesn't even really go out into the open. You know, when they no. were in the car and the lake, she was kind of like out of her depth. Yes. nothing, nothing suggests that she would know any basic understanding of how to wire an Explosives. explosive. Yes, <laughs> but that is now her job. I
0: wouldn't look. I wouldn't push that down and go, oh these wires have to be in this intricate sort of winded figure of eight surely on this thing i wouldn't do that i would just be like fuck it this is it's over
1: that's it done yeah and end the movie there but no yep. like somehow she <laughs> maybe you know in moments of panic you know when they say people can lift up a car cars, like, yeah. it's her energy maybe maybe we can she all it. wire yeah we can all wire an acme dynamite <laughs> style bomb <laughs> In desperate need, and and so she mm. does manage to successfully do it. The alien, who's interestingly confused about what to pay attention to at this point, yes. he's sort of looking. He doesn't know at, whether to go to her yeah, or I, deal with him. Shall I be with Jack Palance, who somehow is still alive despite having? I don't know if he managed to get the thing off his back. No, he's still tried. on his back. He's still there. So he's actually outlived everyone else in the movie by a factor of a fuck ton this alien yes. is definitely killing him but he's just somehow survived yeah. and it's really confused it's like do i go there do i go here where where am i going he fortunately stays um <laughs> or she i don't don't know don't know the gender of the alien or they or they and wires it and slams it down and then big explosion and that's your that's your alien and your Palance <laughs> yeah. exploded yeah
0: and we, but we don't really get An epilogue, as such, we just kind of get a shot of the stars and a repeat of Sarge's crazy speech about we ain't alone out here.
1: Yeah, there may, yeah, there, there's definitely people out there. um, Yes,
0: we're not the only life form.
1: (laughs) They hate swinging lamps. Um, (laughs) That's and then yeah, you're right. That's it. It's like a hand to the stars, and that's it. And you sort of get to the end and you go. so what was the point of this that's Um, the thing
0: yeah i i you come away kind of going the whole ptsd thing didn't work out well for him you know he didn't get any help he died as a madman there was no resolve on that alien yeah i i I don't really know the point of it but i'm glad it exists i'll tell you that
1: oh yeah 10 out of 10 for me it's a (laughs) absolute journey and as i say just like you know how do you bring something special to an acting role well have a watch of this movie and get have a, a gimmick masterclass in absolutely sticking out
0: yes yeah. you're right <laughs> each... being memorable yeah each character sticks out completely you're right yeah they make it their own wow yeah. well dad thank you so much for that um thank i know you've you. got quite, you a, quite a big day tomorrow um so thank you for, for watching this and chatting with me on such a an important eve.
1: I couldn't not after I saw it. I couldn't I couldn't back yeah. out. I was, I explained to Fenella, I was like, look, if you need to go ahead to the hospital without me, I need a, <laughs> I need to analyze this before I'm out of here. <laughs>
0: So I'm glad we found
1: time tonight before Bless the actual day. Yeah. And um, where's the best place to get
0: the book? Is there a best place? For-
1: oh, just uh, everywhere. So, um, yeah. in terms of like you know online, there's yeah. obviously places like Amazon, or there's um, there's lots of independent shops which yes. are uh send books out online, or in independent actual physical bookshops or Waterstones. Um, mm. I've been I've been wondering with books I have to go in.
0: I I, mm. lo- I just love being in there and that smell of pages. I just have to do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I, I mean, I I do order offline as well because sometimes it's just convenience. But bookshops are my life, and so mm. I that's that's where I live. And so actually, to be able to have gone around central London because it only came out last week and mm. see my book in a bookshop has been the most wonderful feeling in the world. It's it's honestly just, I got quite emotional when I saw in a few specific shops where no when I first arrived in the UK and I was going to these, you know, these like Waterstones in Notting Hill yeah. or Waterstones in Piccadilly, the big one, you know, to yeah. see my book right at the front sort of face out has been,
0: yeah, it's been awesome. I'm so happy for you, man. I, I think it's amazing and you deserve it. And, um, and I can't wait to read it for one, but listen, you should probably get a good night's sleep
1: yeah because I did to good to
0: it's, it's all gonna go crazy um thank you so so much and a happy halloween
1: stevie you are awesome this show is awesome thank you for having me back i just i will always say yes if you ask me so i <laughs> good please to know. please ask again because it's just if only know. for the recommendations exactly all right thank you buddy lots of love thanks so much bye dude
0: there we go. What a brilliantly brilliant guy Dan is. And you heard the man. If I ever ask him back, he'll say yes. So he is officially a recurring character now on Brain Rot. Thank you, Dan. And congratulations on the book. As I said, next week, get your pumpkins ready as I sit down with Sophie Ellis-Bexter to talk all things hack lantern In the interim, why don't you reach out and get in touch. On Twitter and Letterboxd, it's Stevie's Brain Rot. On Instagram and Facebook, it's Brain Rot Pod. Or you can email me, the address is steviesbrainrot at gmail.com you can email me anything i won't always reply but you know (laughs) it's nice to have something in the inbox all right well i'll see you next week for halloween rotters toodle